Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Any Questions, a podcast all about conception and one day pregnancy, parenthood, childbirth, all that good stuff. Today's episode is all about choosing baby names. So this episode was actually suggested by someone who left me um, some feedback and a lot of great episode suggestions, um, which again, if you want to leave me any feedback or suggest episode topics, you can do so. I have links in the show notes. You can either leave me a voice memo or fill out a little Google form. Um, And it's a follow-up kind of to a previous episode I did about five weeks ago, episode 24, where I shared some popular baby names and sort of reacted to them. And now I kind of want to take a step back and go through how to actually choose a baby name. So uh, first of all, before I jump in, apologies if again you can hear some weird background noises uh, like I shared in last week's episode. We have had some water damage in our apartment, so there are some giant fans here. Uh, It's also getting quite warm, um, so there's just a lot of background ambient noise. I closed some of the doors, uh, but I might have to open them mid-recording because it's already getting pretty, pretty steamy here, but hopefully the audio is okay on your end. Um, So in today's episode, I want to go through, I found this list from the tot.com called, let me see here, it's called 10 Expert Tips to Choosing a Baby Name, the Tot Baby Naming Guide, written by Sabrina Rogers Anderson, and I'll have the link to this article in the show notes. And uh, in this article, Sabrina shares, as you know, as the title suggests, 10 tips for how to choose the best baby name. So I'm going to go through Sabrina's 10 tips, sort of summarize what she's talking about, give my opinion, um, as well as some rules that I've sort of come up with for what I want to name our future baby. Um, and just some helpful things, I think, to to keep in mind. Obviously, none of this is saying, okay, you have to name your kid uh, Aiden or Andrew or Alexandra or whatever. I'm not going to tell you what to name your baby. Um, but just some things to keep in mind as you go through the process, because it can be pretty overwhelming to know that like, oh my goodness, you know, we have a baby coming. We can literally name them anything in the entire world. There are all these options. How do we narrow it down? So hopefully this episode will help with that. So let us dive right in. The first tip for choosing a baby's name is to avoid passing trends. So this is anything from like pop culture, anything that's just like super, super popular today. Um, anything that's, uh, the author also puts in this tip, anything that's like just a strange spelling for the sake of strange spelling. This is totally different than like, Hey, our culture spells the name this way, or, you know, in our language, this is how the name is spelled. That's a different thing. This would be like throwing in a couple extra X's just for fun, um, things like that. And the author actually shares that there's research that says that um, people with unusual names have less positive outcomes when it comes to like getting jobs and being promoted and things like that, which is kind of scary to think about. Um, But also I would be curious to see if this research is um, correlative, if that's the right word. Basically, I would be interested to know if this research controlled for race, because something tells me, um, you know, white sounding names might be belong to white 
people who might be getting promoted uh, more easily than people of color. So I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes in there. But uh, the caution here is just to avoid super, super trendy names. And I think that's good advice. I think you don't have to go super traditional. You don't have to go with your Williams, um, your Marys, you know, boring names like that, which is actually the next tip. Let me just combine those two. The next tip the author has is remember that classic names don't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be a name like in the Bible or something like that. Also, the idea of traditional classic names being either biblical or like English aristocracy is um, pretty white centric. Um, pretty, um, yeah, that's, you know, obviously speaking to only one culture and races traditions. Um, so that's, you know, you could find a traditional name that is traditional for your culture or, you know, a different um, country that's not England. <laughs> so I think you would think that, hey, this is really traditional, this is really cultural, you know, this belonged to some, I don't know, king from thousands of years ago, and no one else has heard of the name because it doesn't happen to be a white king. <laughs> so there's a lot of place to go with traditional names that is not boring, that is not, you know, super overused or things like that. Um, but I do agree with the advice of not going with anything that's too trendy. So I think it's probably a bad idea to name your kid after any sort of um, you know, really popular TV show or book or things like that. And that's not to say like 100% honor, you know, if there's a character in a show that you really like and their name, you know, they have like a fairly normal name that, you know, people wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's from that show. Um, I think that's a great idea. I like, I have a few names like that in my head. Um, for example, Penelope is a name I really like. There's a couple characters in different shows who are named Penelope or Penny, um, Amelia is another one that I really like that, again, I've seen the name pop up in a few TV shows and I'm like, oh, I, I kind of like that character. I wouldn't be um, naming my baby after that character necessarily, but it's like, oh, you know, it's okay if those, if they share the same name because that's a character I like. Whereas if you name your baby like Khaleesi or Hermione or Eleven <laughs> from Stranger Things, people will automatically know what show you're talking about our book or series or whatever, and they will know you named your baby after that show. And uh, that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> Even if you are a big fan, um, that could really be a bit much for your kid. You know, what if they're not a big fan? What if they don't love that show? Also, what if in five years from now, that show sucks? Uh, looking at you, Khaleesi, what if things end really poorly? Um, what if, you know, it's a Hermione situation and the whole JK Rowling's the worst thing happens and now you have a child named Hermione that you have to live with? Or even just like, what if no one knows that show in, you know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, and your kid has to constantly explain that they were named after some show that was popular, like in the 2020s. Um, it's a whole thing. So I would just leave it. I would avoid those pop culture names. And remember that just because you're avoiding anything super trendy or pop culture-y doesn't mean you have to go boring or stuffy. Traditional can be um, really more interesting. And I think even now the trend seems to be, so this is sort of like, going in the opposite direction of the advice, but actually the trendy names seem to be those more classic traditional names. They're kind of making a comeback. So now you're just, you're screwed either way. The trendy names are boring and traditional <laughs> and vice versa. Um, the third tip here, so we've gotten, we've done the first two. The third tip on this list is to take a look at your family tree. So if you can go back through your family tree, if your family has um, that sort of data, you know, they've got, I don't know if you've done like your ancestry 
uh, com or whatever, and you have a bunch of names that you can actually look at your family tree for inspiration or if you want to borrow names. Um, I think this is a really cool idea, especially if you do have lots of info going back, like, you know, generations and generations. It would be kind of cool to name your kid after, you know, like a great, great, great grandfather, especially if you have some information about them of like, oh, you know, they set up. I don't know, the first movie theater in this town, or they were the ones who moved our family to the city, like something like that. So you're kind of honoring your family's legacy, your family's journey. I think that's kind of cool. Um, for us, I don't think that's something we're going to do. Uh, I just don't think either of our families have really great records of um, like family trees and generations. I don't know that we actually have any of that information. I also like the idea of using like the middle name and the last name to honor our families, but for the first name to be just really unique, not so unique. I'm not saying, you know, a name no one's ever heard of, but at least unique to our kid and that it's not a name that they have to share with anyone else in the family. But I do like the idea of looking back at your family tree, especially if you're completely lost. I think it's a great place to sort of get some ideas. The, what am I at? Fourth tip here is to honor your culture. So obviously looking at names that mean something to uh, your culture, your religion, your traditions, whatever it is. Um, I think that's really cool. And it's definitely something I am keeping in mind. Uh, I talked about this a bit in a past episode where I talked about having like, you know, a mixed race uh, partnership and I'm having a mixed race baby and how I, you know, for myself, my baby is going to be part Chinese because I am part Chinese and how I want to keep that part of them alive, especially because they will be uh, majority majority white. <laughs> I don't know if that's probably not the right way to say that. Um, most of their genes will be coming from their white dad and their half white mom. They will only be a quarter Chinese because I'm only half Chinese, um, but I want to find a way for them to still uh, be able to connect and honor that part of their culture and their heritage. So having something, a name that honors their Chinese heritage is really important to me. Um, and I know the same for a lot of families. I think it's a really great place to go if you're looking for name inspiration. Um, I think for me, I'm probably going to keep the any Chinese aspect of their name to either the middle or the last name. Um, not nothing against obviously Chinese names. I think that's totally fine. Just, you know, I don't have a Chinese name. My mom doesn't have a Chinese name. Um, at least not like a legal first name. My grandmother doesn't have a legal Chinese first name. So I think it might be a little odd for, you know, three generations down this quarter Chinese kid to pop out with a Chinese name. Um, but I do like the idea of incorporating some Chinese culture in either the middle name or the last name. So that's sort of what we're doing. But I love the idea of um, creating a name that honors your culture. The next tip here, I've lost count, so I'm just going to say the next tip. <laughs> the next tip here is to look up the meaning of names. So I remember as a kid, it just being like, there was a phase, and I don't know if every kid goes through this or if this is like a generational thing, but there was a phase where it was like the absolute coolest thing to look up what your name meant and to tell all your friends what your name meant. And for me, um, I think there was something where like my name meant like, king or queen or something like that. And I just thought it was like the coolest. And I was so excited about that. And I remember like everyone on the playground was saying what their name meant. And it was just like this really cool thing. Um, so I thought, you know, name meetings was going to be such a big deal. And I assumed, you know, when I named a kid one day that that was just going to be the most important thing. Um, but turns out it's not because, you know, besides that, whatever, one week when it was a huge deal on the playground when I was like six, um, it's really not that big a part of daily life. I can't say anyone has asked me what my name means or has looked up my name. I haven't looked up my name or anyone else's name in a very long time. So even the author of this article um, says, you know, basically look up the meaning just so it's something like you can live with. Um, but like, it's not a huge deal, even if the meaning is something kind of silly or something maybe a little bit 
negative. Um, if you can laugh it off or if you can find like a funny meaning out of it, that's great. Um, but it's, it's really not that big a deal. And I don't think, I don't think you need to be looking up names based on meaning first, you know, like, I don't think you need to be Googling like names that mean beautiful, fair ruler and only choose from that list. I think find a name you like, look up the meaning. If it's something you can live with, awesome. Uh, if it's not, then I don't know, I guess slightly change the name or just keep searching. Eventually you'll find a baby name dictionary that gives you a meaning that you like. <laughs> the next tip here is to contemplate all possible nicknames. And I think this is so, 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 so important. I hear so many people who pick names for their kids and don't consider the nicknames, or if they have considered them, they're like, oh, we'll just not call them that which you can't do because sure, maybe at home, you're not going to call your kid by a nickname, but at school or at work or at baseball practice or dance class, like they will get called that nickname. You can't control what nicknames your kids get called. So for example, the name Theodore, I love the name Theodore. I love the name Theo. However, I do not like the name Ted or Teddy. No offense if those are your names. Um, just not my favorite. Don't like how it sounds. And uh, we had people in the family with that name. So it feels like, you know, that name's already been used. So as much as I love the name Theo, I think it's so cute. Um, even Theodore is pretty cool. I know I could never use that because I would not be able to handle my kid being called Ted or Teddy. That's too weird for me. Uh, just not a sound I enjoy. And again, it belongs to someone already in the family. So I wouldn't want to steal that name from them. So you really have to think about that. I think a great way to think about it is obviously, you know, when you're doing your baby name research, if you type in a baby name, um, whatever baby name dictionary you found, they will likely spit out a bunch of nicknames for you. I think it's also really helpful to just practice saying the names out loud. So let's say you've decided to name your kid Christopher. So for the next week, like call that baby Christopher and see what names naturally roll off the tongue. Are you calling them Chris? Are you calling them Chris? Chrissy? I don't know. Are you calling them Topher? Are you always saying Christopher? Like what sort of rolls off your tongue? What names do you end up using. If you are a dog owner, probably cat owners too, if you're a pet owner at any point, you know what I'm talking about. There is very little chance you call your cat or dog by their actual name. You're probably calling them a nickname almost all the time. At least that's what we're doing here. So just keep playing with that name, saying it out loud, see what nicknames kind of flow off the tongue. You also might want to brainstorm with some very trusted people. So um, finding some close friends or family members who you are okay sharing your baby name with, or maybe giving them a list like, hey, here are 10 names we're thinking about. And you can even give them instructions like, we don't want your judgment. We don't really want your opinion on these names. We don't want you to influence us. However, we want to hear the nickname. What nicknames do you think of? Another thing that might be helpful to do here that's kind of related to nicknames is about pronunciation. So checking with the people in your life, especially um, any family members who don't speak, I'm going to assume English if you're listening to this podcast, um, or who don't speak like a common language with you, um, any very young family members or very old family members who might struggle with pronunciation. I think it's kind of hilarious listening um, to what people end up calling um babies or, you know, kids when they can't say their names. So for example, in my family, there um, was a little boy born and his name was Nathaniel, you know, pretty common name. We all liked it. Nathaniel, um, his parents were kind of okay with Nate and Nathan, but honestly, he's been Nathaniel for most of his life. It's kind of funny that we haven't really uh, used nicknames all that much for him. But when he was born, my brother was only a couple years older than him and he could not pronounce Nathaniel. So we all assumed, okay, he's just going to call him Nate. Maybe he'll call him Nathan. No, my brother decided to call him Faniel. <laughs> he only got the last two uh, syllables of that name. So for years, 
because he was just Faniel, like with an F, Faniel, <laughs> like like Daniel, but with an F instead of a D, um, which I'm sure his parents never thought that that was going to be the nickname. And then also my great grandma, uh, just she barely spoke English, so really had no chance at all in pronouncing Nathaniel. I don't even know what she tried to call him, but it wasn't it wasn't close to that. So things like that, kind of funny. And obviously my brother now, you know, he's fully grown. He can pronounce Nathaniel totally fine. But for a few years there, he was Faniel, which uh, was hilarious. So something to think about if you are concerned that the name you're thinking um, of naming your baby isn't going to be easily pronounced by people in your life. That's That's something to consider. Maybe just go whisper it to grandma or to the youngest baby and say, like, how do you say this name? see what happens. Um, the next tip here is to consider the importance of the middle name. And I really love this tip. Uh, the author points out that this is a really great place to honor some people in your life, like your family, um, including any sort of cultural names or things like that. Maybe you have like family traditions, you know, everyone in the family has um, the same middle name or everyone in the family puts the uh, paternal um, last name as their middle name, something like that. There's really cool ways to share a lot about your family history, your heritage, your culture, your traditions, you know, what's important to you in the middle name. I really love that. I also love the middle name as sort of like a backup for the first name. So for whatever reason, your kid doesn't like their first name or, you know, it just doesn't flow. They're not liking it. I know a lot of people end up using their middle name just sort of socially as their first name. That's how they introduce themselves. Um, that happens a lot. I know if there's way too many people with the same name um, in a in a class, you know, if there's like 85 Davids in the school, you might end up going by your middle name just if it happens to be more unique. So putting some thought into the middle name, I think is really cool. Uh, for me personally, I think we're definitely going to use the middle name as a way to sort of honor uh, family and to sort of keep any sort of like legacies or heritage or traditions, cultures going in our name. I think that's a really great way to, to honor people and also just to sort of give the name I don't want to say more context, but you know what I mean, right? It sort of like sets our baby's name up in our family because it will have all of these family ties through the middle and through the last name. I think that's really cool. Um, we're even thinking of doing, uh, you know, choosing a middle name and sticking with it sort of regardless of our baby's sex. And it's totally fine to use, you know, a traditionally boy name as a middle name for a baby girl. I think that's fine. I don't have any issues with that. Um, so that's something we're thinking about. I think it's a really cool opportunity with the middle name. All right, two more tips. Oh no, three more tips from this author here. Let me plow through. Okay, so the next one is don't forget about the initials, which is super important, really good to check. So I don't know how often this comes up where you have to write just your initials. I guess if you're signing some paperwork or things like that. Um, also just in school, you know, if you do happen to have funny initials that spell out like, you know, ASS or FML or whatever, things like that. Um, kids could grab onto that and kind of use that as like a teasing thing or something like that. So it's important to think about um, I would check the initials, check them with the middle name. So if you're going first, middle, last, check those initials, check them without the middle name. A lot of people will sign their initials just first, last. Um, I don't think, eh, I guess I was going to say there's not too many two letter uh, bad words, but like F you, that's probably not great. You probably don't want that as your kids initials. Um, check, yeah, check a couple different variations. I know in my family, there's a few people where, you know, if they drop the middle name, if they add the middle name, if they have a hyphenated last name, those all sort of make slightly different uh, combinations of initials. So check those out. Um, one thing we had actually thought about was it would be pretty cool if we made it so that our baby um, and my husband like shared the same initials. I don't think it's going to happen, but that was something we had thought about at one point. We thought that would be a cool thing. So another thing to consider. 
The ninth tip we have here from the author is to say it out loud. And I think this is probably one of the most important tips. But if you are coming up with a baby name, it's so important to say it out loud. Um, my husband and I used to have, I think it's called Baby List or something like that. There's this app that you can have on your phone. Um, it's basically like Tinder, but for baby names. So a baby name will pop up and you swipe left. If you don't like it, you swipe right if you do like it. And then you can connect your account with your partner. So if the two of you swipe right on the same name, it goes to the, like, you get a little like, woohoo, and it goes to the special list. And then you can pull up the list later. And it's all names that you both liked. So it's super cool. I'm pretty sure it's called Baby List. Um, I can double check and put it in the show notes. But but you'll find it. Just go to the app store. Um, super, super fun. But one of the things I was doing when we were playing with that app is I always forced myself to actually say the name out loud because it's one thing to look at the name. It's totally a different thing to actually say it out loud and to say it with your middle name that you're thinking of, to say it with the last name that you're thinking of, just to see how everything sounds. So saying it on its own, saying it just first middle, saying it first middle last, saying it just first last, trying out every combination. And again, just getting really used to it. Like I said, if you're practice, you know, you're saying it for a whole week, um, seeing what nicknames come up, seeing if it makes sense, you know, if you're angry, if you're sad. Um, I heard one couple on YouTube, they shared that one thing that they did was they would say it under different situations. So they would say, you know, let's pretend the name is Abigail. They'd be like, ah, Abigail, like, um, the doctor will see you now. Or congratulations, Abigail, you're the valedictorian. Dr. Abigail, come to this thing. Um, it's your wedding day, Abigail. Like they would use the name in different situations just to make sure that it sounded good sort of through all phases of life and, you know, different life paths. So I think that's kind of a fun way, especially if you have a name that's like, oh, that sounds kind of babyish um, or, oh, that sounds really old to practice saying like happy fifth birthday, um, Francesca <laughs> versus like Francesca um, or I don't know, happy 60th birthday, Francesca, <laughs> like trying out different ages to see how the name sounds. I think that's really fun. So that's um, a good tip when you were practicing saying the name out loud, not only try it with the middle and the last name that you're thinking of, but also trying it out for different like life events to see how it sounds. Um, the author also points out that you want to do a Google of the name. Super important, just in case you happen to be naming your kid after some I don't know, like horrendous serial killer from the 1920s or a character in a novel who does something awful. Just do a quick Google. Make sure the name is safe and clear. Hopefully not too popular either. Just you want to make it so that your kid is sort of, I guess, not easily found. But it's kind of nice to be able to Google and say like, hey, I'm, you know, there's not too many people with my exact name combination. So if I want to have a website or something later on, it's going to be pretty easy for me to get it. Um and not have like, I don't know, a billion Jane Smiths or whatever it is. The last tip that the author shares here, which I think is really important, is just not to stress too much. It can be, like I said, super overwhelming. You are trying to come up with one name for one baby, unless you're having multiples, um, out of all the names in the entire world. And there's so much pressure and everyone has an opinion. It's very scary. The author points out that you can always use a nickname. You know, if it doesn't work out, you can always use their middle name if that sounds better than their first name or if they like it better. And of course, you can also legally change a name, which is, you know, a bit of a lengthy process. There's paperwork, there's fees. Uh, it's certainly more involved. But if it gets to that point, if your kid really doesn't like their name or it's just really not working out for whatever reason, um, you know, obviously if your kid is trans and they've decided to, um, use a different name, that's a great reason to legally change it, but that is an option. So there are avenues for you. You don't have to stress. Obviously you want to try to get, you know, a pretty good name, a name that you're pretty happy with, but, um, there are, there are some plan B's in case that first name doesn't work out. 
I wanted to share one quick story before I jump into some of the rules that we're planning to use for our baby or that I'm thinking of at least um, about my aunt and uncle who had a baby girl. And honestly, I think it was over a year that it took for them to name her. They just did not fill out her birth certificate. I think they got fined by the government a few times because I think you only have like 30 days or something like that to pick a name. Um, it took them forever. They just really, they wanted a name that started with the letter A and the only girl's name they liked was Alexandra, but my uncle's name is Alexander. And they were like, that's ridiculous. We can't name her Alexandra. So for over a year, we were all suggesting different names. I remember there was a huge whiteboard at my grandparents' house and we would all write down names on it. Um, and they tried out a couple different ones and they just really were not happy with any of the options. I remember at one point we wrote anonymous on the list because it was just so funny that she didn't have a name for a whole year. Um, and eventually they did end up settling on Alexandra, even though her dad's name is Alexander. Um, so that is what she's called. She's like, you know, 14 years old now, but still we all remember the fact that she didn't have a name for like a year. It's pretty funny. So as long as you can pick a name faster than my aunt and uncle, I think you are doing well. All right, now that we've gone through the list of top 10 tips for choosing a name, I wanted to share some of the, I'm going to call them rules, um, that I'm thinking of when it comes to naming my future baby. And I say me and my, obviously it's going to be, um, our baby, mine and my husband's, but these are sort of things that I'm thinking of. I haven't really gone through this list extensively with him, but I think he would probably agree with most of these things. So the first rule, I guess, as it were, that I'm planning uh, to follow is I want it to be a pretty common spelling. Um, I grew up and a lot of people in my family grew up with having our names misspelled. So every time you go to a Starbucks or, um, I don't know, anytime you have to give your name, they spell it wrong. When you go and look for your name on different, you know, keychains at tourist shops and things like that, they never have the right spelling. Um, or there's just like four or five different ways to spell it. And it's kind of annoying. It's it's not the biggest deal, but it's kind of annoying to not have your name ever spelled correctly to always, you know, anytime you go to a conference or whatever, and you get a name tag, it's never right. Even, you know, Oh, gosh, I remember one time I got <laughs> my dad had recently married my stepmom and one of uh, my I guess my new aunts on my stepmom's side of the family decided to uh, crochet a little like art piece for me with my name on it and spelt it so wrong, like so many incorrect letters and like presented it to me as a Christmas gift. And I had to be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, it was such a strange thing. I was like, really? Before, you know, taking, I don't know, hook to embroidery loom. You didn't think to reach out and ask my parents how my name is spelled. It was so strange. So a big thing for me, I think probably based on this horrific childhood experience is to pick a very um, common spelling for a name. So basically I want a name that like when you hear it, you know, there's just one way to spell it. So for example, like I was saying before, Penelope, Penny, P-E-N-N-Y. I don't know that there's any other way to spell that. So having a very common one way to spell it is pretty important to me. Um, I want the name to be a known name in that, like, when you hear it, you're not like, oh, that's different, or like, oh, so weird, or oh, I don't know anybody named that. Um, but at the same time, I don't want it to be super popular. So when you see those lists of, like, the top 20 um, names for the year, I don't want it to be on those lists. And not because those names aren't beautiful, because a lot of them are, and honestly, a lot of my favorite names are on those lists. <laughs> but um, I just don't want my kid to be one of, you know, five um, Ava's or Madison's or 
Arias or Willas or Amelia's or Lucy's or Emma's in their class. Uh, <laughs> I think all of those names are on the top 20 right now. Um, I don't want them to have to use a nickname or to use, have to use their middle name. Obviously, if they want to, that's totally fine. But I don't want them to have to or to be like, you know, Emma W versus Emma C versus Emma L. Like, I just want them to be able to have their own name, feel a little bit unique, but at the same time for it to still be like a known name with known spelling. So I'm sort of right in the middle of that line between unique and um, I guess trendy. Or no, is that the right? I guess so, right? Like a unique name versus like a popular name, I guess. I kind of want something right in the middle that's not so popular, but also not so unique that it's like unheard of and no one can spell it. Another thing that's important to me, I guess my third rule here, is I want the name to end differently than their middle name, also differently than our dog's name. <laughs> that's pretty important to me. So our dog's name ends with like an E sound. Um, so I wouldn't want my kid's name to also end with that E sound. I, I kind of want that to be different. Um, I don't know why that's for some reason in my head, that's like kind of important that I don't really want those two things to be the same. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but, um, I guess part, part of it is, you know, if you're hollering a name across the house, I want it to be pretty clear who I'm calling the dog or the kid. Uh, I've also heard that dogs only hear the last syllable in their name, which I don't know how true that is. Also, we mostly call our dog. Uh, by nicknames anyways now, not really by her name. So who knows what she what she thinks her name is these days. Um, but if that is true, then I wouldn't want the dog to come running anytime I was calling the kid. So I just like having that differentiation. And I would also want the same um, differentiation between my kid's first name and their middle name. So if their middle name was going to be Anna, I wouldn't want um, their first name to also end with a na. So Joanna, Anna, you know, things like that. Um, uh, Finley, Jeffrey, Riley, Jeffrey, like I would want those to have different endings, if that makes sense. <laughs> the fourth rule that I've set out for my future kid's name is I want it to be easy to spell, which I've talked about already, having a very, you know, common spelling, only one way to spell it. I also want it to be relatively short. I remember in kindergarten, there was a girl in our class named Kimberly, there was also like an Alexandria. And anytime they had to write their names, like on their artwork or something like that, it just took forever. They had these long, long names. Sometimes they had to like, loop it down to the second line. And then you had like, your Pauls and your Toms and your, I don't know, Ava's who, you know, it's three letters and they're out of there. Um, so I like the idea of keeping my kid's name fairly short, you know, five, six letters, something that they can quickly, uh, you know, write on all of their kindergarten paperwork <laughs> and they don't get stuck with these super, super long names. Uh, my fifth rule is I want the name to be um, unique to our kid in that it's not the same name as anyone we know, so any close friends or family members, and not even like similar to any friends or family members' names, because I just like the idea of them kind of having their own unique name that's just theirs, that they don't have to share with anybody, um, especially when it's someone like we're not super close to. So for example, cousins of mine named their kids um, a name that's like pretty close to my name, but I'm not super close to these cousins. So it's just kind of funny that it's like, oh, okay, obviously you kind of like the sound of my name, but you've decided to sort of change it slightly for your kid. And it's, it's a little funny. It's a little weird. Um, my husband's middle name is actually the same as one of his uncle's names, but he was like not named after that uncle. Like it wasn't, um, you know, because they really liked the uncle, his mom just liked the sound of that name. But that's kind of strange, right? Like if you had a nephew who has their middle name is your name, but it wasn't after you sort of weird. So I kind of just want to avoid all of that when it comes to our kids first 
first name, um, just not having it be one that is shared with anybody that we know. So that's actually a great way to get rid of a lot of names. Anytime a name comes up, comes up, you're like, nope, I know somebody with that name. It's a real easy way to cross it off your list. <laughs> um, my sixth rule is that their first name needs to go well with the middle name and the last name. So this goes along with that tip that's like, say it out loud, practice saying their full name. Um, I really want to make sure that the name sounds good, flows well when it's said all together. Um, and also when it's just said first name, last name, because I feel like most often when you're introducing yourself, you just say your first name, you might say first name, last name. It's pretty rare that you say your whole name, like you give every, you give someone your middle name. Um, so I just want to make sure everything sounds good and it goes well together. And my seventh and final rule for um, naming my future baby is I don't want the names to be too overly feminine or masculine. I probably will pick names that are um, traditionally gendered. So traditionally, it would be, you know, if we give birth to a baby that is um, identified, you know, female at birth, I will probably pick a name that is traditionally female that, you know, on the baby name list comes up on the girl side. However, I don't want a name that's like way too... Um, florally and feminine and sweet and pretty. Like I kind of want a name that's got a little bit more uh, grit to it. Um, and that's just a personal preference. I don't really love names that are super, super, um, like I keep saying feminine, but I don't know what the better um, adjective is here. I guess like florally and sweet and cute and light and dainty. Um, but on the other hand, I don't really love names that are super like strong and heavy and angry and short and things like that. So trying to find something in the middle um, a bit of balance. I also, you know, in case our child is trans and they decide to go by a different name later in life, I would love to have, you know, maybe their original name is something that they can sort of still use or um, slightly alter it a little bit to make it a bit more, um, I guess, a representative of their gender. If, you know, if they have a name that's like super florally and feminine and whatever, and they actually end up being a boy, um, that might be a harder transition versus if they had a name that was, you know, I don't know, you know what, I'm not trans and I don't know how that works with names. So maybe it's not a big deal and you just pick a new name and whatever. Um, but I like the idea of my kid being able to look back and gosh, this is getting into a whole new thing. And I, again, I am not trans um, and I don't have a child that's trans, so I really can't speak to this experience, but just um, in thinking about it, I want it, I want my child to be able to look back on their childhood, even if they were raised in, um, you know, as the wrong gender. So let's say, you know, they're assigned female at birth and we raise them as if they are female, but actually they're male and, you know, they transition and all that. I want them to look back on their baby photos, on memories from their childhood, stories we tell, and not feel like they were being forced into this box of, you know, oh, I was you know, assigned female at birth. So I had to be a girl and everything about my existence was so traditionally, typically girly. I wore frilly dresses and I played with dolls and everything was pink. And I had this really floral feminine name. I would love them to look back and say like, Hey, here are some pictures of me, you know, in overalls playing with trucks and just like, you know, just things that are a little bit more gender neutral. So some of those memories can still be um, I guess, happy memories. I don't know. Again, sorry, I've really gone off on a tangent here and I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't have this experience, but in my head, it makes sense that I would want there to be moments of their life. Well, regardless, even if they're not trans, I want there to be many moments of their life that are not gendered at all, that have nothing to do with their gender, that are just fun and awesome and happy and good um, and have nothing to do with gender. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, a few more things. I have a few more things that are actually relevant to naming your baby here besides my whole tangent. 
on not dressing my kid up in dresses all the time. Um, a couple more sort of rules that I'm thinking of when it comes to uh, naming a kid. So I want to have a bunch of, of ideas for names ahead of time. I think this is probably one of the most fun parts of being pregnant is thinking about names. Um, obviously, it's stressful. Like I said, it's hard to narrow it down from literally every word in the universe to one name that you're going to give your kid. But it's also a lot of fun. Um, I think it's something both partners really enjoy thinking about and it really makes your baby feel more real when they have a name they don't feel like this you know just like blob this thing that's gonna happen like it's actually a person it's a human they have a name so that's really fun and so i'm looking forward to coming up with ideas and sort of having a list however i don't want to pick the name ahead of time and i certainly don't want to announce it so i know some people choose their name. They're like, yep, 100%. You know, they find out the sex of the baby and they choose a name and they're like, yep, this is the name. And they start calling the baby by that name um, out loud in public to everyone, you know, months before they're due. I definitely don't want to do that. First of all, I want to give ourselves options. Sometimes, you know, you hear these stories where people are like, yep, it's definitely going to be Jordan. And then they give birth and they're like, whoa, this isn't a Jordan. No way. And they have to switch the name. Um, my nephew on my husband's side was named... Oh man, what was his name? Tyler. He was Tyler for like a week. And then his parents were like, no, that doesn't work. He's not Tyler. He's obviously Jacob. Now he's Jake. <laughs> um, so I don't know that they had to do a, like a legal. I don't know that they actually signed any paperwork with Tyler. I think they were just trying it out and they ended up writing Jake or Jacob on the birth certificate. But I like the idea of giving us like a bit of wiggle room in case we meet our baby and we decide that that's not their name. Uh, just doesn't suit them, which is kind of funny because all babies kind of look like, you know, blobby aliens right at the beginning. But I think as parents, you would kind of know, right? You get that feeling. Um, I also definitely don't want to announce the name ahead of time because that's when people judge. <laughs> people have opinions. Obviously, people have opinions about names. I did a whole episode where I just gave my opinion on popular baby names. But people judge when it's just a name. When it's a name out there in the universe, people judge. But when it's a name that you've given to a small little baby and you're introducing them to to the baby, there is no judgment. Can you imagine someone coming into the room and you're like, here she is, meet our baby girl, Rowan. And they're like, ugh, Rowan, gross. Of course not. They're going to be like, oh my God, we're so excited. She's so beautiful. What a sweetheart. Oh, Roro, look at you. Like they will be all over it. Right. But if ahead of time, when you're, you know, six, seven months pregnant, you're like, oh, we're thinking about Rowan. Oh, Rowan. I don't know. I don't love that name. Isn't that a boy's name? Like that's when people have opinions. So I would not want any of that. So I definitely would not be sharing our baby name, you know, obviously besides me and my husband, I would not be sharing it with anybody else until the baby is here. And we've decided that's actually their name. So those are my, I guess if you include all of those rules, those are my kind of 10 rules when it comes to naming a baby, things that I'm keeping in mind. In addition, to the 10 tips that were shared in uh, the TOT article, which again, I will link in the show notes. I will also link that baby list uh, app if I can find it, which is super fun. Tinder for baby names, really cool thing for you and your partner to do. The app is free, but I think you can pay to um, upgrade to like see more names or to be able to undo or something like that. But it's really fun. Uh, try it out if you're pregnant or even if you're not pregnant, it's like kind of a fun thing to have on your phone and to play around with. But I hope that was helpful. I hope that gave you some ideas for how you might name your baby in the future. And uh, wishing everyone lots of luck, you know, baby dust if you are on your fertility conception trying to conceive journey. Um, less back aches if you're pregnant, less sleepless nights if you have a newborn, <laughs> whatever it is. Wishing everyone all the best. Thank you so much for listening.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.